Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 25th of February, year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome to yet another episode of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, you are in the middle of a lot right now. Pretty big transition in your life. How is the move going? Tell the people what you just did. No. How is the move going? This is our second intro because Nick messed it up the first time and wouldn't keep it. He does okay. not he does not care about comedic relief. He cares more about how he looks and appears to you guys than humor. And we need you humor. So often conveniently leave out details that are so important. I mean, I may have I may have tripped you up. Me insane. I may have tripped you up, but you still messed up. Yeah, but I messed up in the last episode. I can't keep doing it. It's like if I pour beer on myself after every game, it loses its ha-ha factor. I can't mess up, and it just becomes part of the show that's dumb. I disagree, but... James, how is the move going? Well, I haven't moved trying to be yet. A good, trying to be a good yeah, friend. No, no, I know, I but like the yeah. process of moving. I haven't done anything since that last time we talked. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to move. So how many more podcasts do we have? Uh, uh, we probably have, like this five is or six. No, <laughs> I think we have this one is our Thursday, Friday one, and then we have one for Monday. Uh, we'll record one more time, two more times. We'll record before I move, and then the other one will drop the day I'm moving. So I'm okay, moving next, sure. I move next Friday. So I'm gonna read you a, a text exchange uh, via my brother on this subject. Don't worry, it's important. Okay, on me so moving. You, yes. Okay. He texted me the Monday that our uh, episode, our most recent, our last episode dropped. Okay, mm-hmm. unprompted. Okay, and he'll usually text me like one or two things about the show, just like a hey, that that was interesting. James's story here was interesting, whatever. But instead, he goes, "You should help James move. That would be fun." And I go, I respond, "LOL." I go, "I got nothing, but like, haha." He goes, "Not really a joke. You could finally meet and help him move and have stories to tell." I go. I'm not driving six hours to help that man move. Yeah. And no. he goes, it just makes too much sense not to. I go, I agree it would be hilarious, Matthew. But no. So yeah. I think in principle it's it's hilarious. James, I, I got I have so much love for you, but Yeah, if no. you live near me, maybe. Um driving six hours, like the the little bit of money I would pay you to help me would pay for you to drive back and forth. Oh, I didn't think you would pay me to do that. I mean, I'm paying my cousin and his two friends to move the heavy stuff. Oh, for sure. You're not a big mover. I'm I'm one of those people. I have a little injury. What did you do? You got carpal tunnel or something? I have like a a sternum bone injury currently. That's been going on for a little longer than I like. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something kind of dumb and trivial or no. minor, rather. Yeah, that and I'm also I don't want to. Yeah, and I also don't want to move. And if somebody's willing sure. to take money to move, I will pay them to move. Sure. So I hope my brother got a kick out of that. That's hopefully the answer that he not he did not want. Anyways, James, let's yeah. do a little. Let's do a little bit of basketball. We got a little bit, a little bit of hoops to talk today. Okay. What are you doing? I got to call you out when you're done. So go ahead and kick it off. Okay. I actually don't know what you're thinking, so I'm a little bit scared, but. Mm. Um, you mentioned, I don't remember if it was, I think it was in the last episode, we were talking about the impact that DeLon Wright's injury would have on this team. And you mentioned, I, I think you maybe I sort of, sometimes I get your texts, your stories and our pod mixed up. I kind of don't know what you say, where I just know that you said it. Mm-hmm. So it may have been through uh, multiple mediums, but I know that you've said it. At least we've talked about it. 
this sort of gives Detroit an opportunity to maybe find as close to a diamond in the rough that you can, right? And mm-hmm. in two in two showings since uh, that episode, both against the Orlando Magic, Saban Lee has been incredible. And it was most notable last night when he had a 21-point performance. I believe he had four assists, uh, three of three from deep. Even Dennis Smith Jr. was great. I think the most interesting thing to watch uh, in that second Orlando game. Also, it's worth noting that in the first Orlando game, Saban Lee almost ended Vucevic's life. He did. Um, he's he's going to connect on one of those this season, right? Certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll get somebody. Absolutely. Uh, with, I would put money on it. So, uh, to me, the most interesting, and this is almost not a question, but I, I kind of want you to tweak if I'm wrong. Please correct me. This is just what I notice. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted this last night. I'd say, last night I said it was about 80%. I'm going to bump it to about 85. 85% of the offense that Detroit generates or initiates comes from the high post, okay? Usually it's going to be Mason Plumlee delivering a handoff. Sometimes it's Grant. It's seldom Stewart. Sometimes uh, uh, sometimes Dalil did it. Blake did it a lot for the last three years. But it comes on, on a series of handoffs along the perimeter. And it was so interesting to watch Saban or Dennis Smith Jr., who was also great yesterday. Probably it's his best game as a Piston so far, which isn't saying a ton, but we got to give credit where credit's yeah, due. Um, scored seven early points. He's actually knocking down some jumpers, which was great. Some pull up threes. Um, watching them make reads off the handoff as soon as they turn the corner, whether they want to go downhill um, and like Plumlee would roll or they would kick it out on the wing. Like it was a very decisive showing from our backcourt. And it was one that I was thoroughly impressed by. Thoughts? I think I think for Saban, the thing that's impressed me the most, and I wrote it in my story, is he plays with great pace. He's super athletic. He gets downhill quick. Um, but he doesn't, like, use it as a crutch. He's super fast, but he's patient. And to me, for a guy to not really overuse, especially a rookie who's just coming in and just getting his feet wet, to not overuse his athletic gifts and, and maybe get caught up too much in his speed. Like we saw with what you thought you would see from Jordan Bone. He really didn't you really didn't get to see his speed when he was sure. here. But what you thought you would see where a guy would just try to go to the hole every time, just be a blur, get out and transition. Saban carries great patience. And I think that's been the most impressive thing to me. I wrote that he he maneuvers like a chicken with his head cut off. But his but his head is there, and it's like The Exorcist, and it has uh, carries a brain of a Harvard graduate. Just ab- absolute <laughs> ridiculous imagery. But it's like it's fitting. Like he's super fast. He's a blur, but he sees everything that's around him, and keeps he always the dribble makes the alive, r- too. Yeah, keeps the dribble alive. Always makes the right read. Yeah, so that's been um, the most impressive uh, thing for me is just his pure patience as somebody who's just getting his feet wet, who's super fast, and isn't trying to do too much with that speed. You talked about this in the story that you wrote last night about uh, him playing at Vanderbilt a little bit and sort of being a a pretty near elite scorer in college in the SEC. Something that, and I tweeted this yesterday, a few people did, something that I think people forget is, and I don't don't think you do because I think you were obviously probably in on the press conference when when it was said, that Jerry Stackhouse runs a lot of NBA action at Vanderbilt. So it was, and they, they they ran a lot of similar plays to what Casey does in Detroit. Yeah, so he uh, coached the Toronto G League team. Right. So it was really easy for Saban to sort of get accustomed to what Detroit is trying to achieve because a lot of it was, was similar, right? Yeah. And I think that that showed. It, it's it's very beneficial or, or evident. I don't know why I said beneficial. It's very evident um, that, both. like, yeah, I guess you're right. He's settling in really well 
And if we're going to be, because what is it like? I think it was two weeks, right, for Delon until we have any sort of a until he's at least updated. Yes, sure. Um, that's a great sign. I mean, you go into a, an Orlando game where I feel like it's one of those matchups that when you play them, when Detroit plays the Magic, I'm looking at them like we should probably beat these guys, even though they're always the perennial eighth seed, like pretty decent. And yeah, I and feel like a, the Magic it's a good are point guard matchup for, yeah. for young guys. I, the Magic's uh, point guard depth is is not great. Sure. By any means. Especially right now because Fultz is, he tore his ACL. And Cole which, Anthony's out. And Cole Anthony, right. So um, we talk about, you talk about bad numbers on guys. I, Cole Anthony wearing 50s. That's got to go. Yeah, but his dad wore 50. I don't care. <laughs> I, I think I Greg Anthony wore 50. I I don't think any basketball player should wear 50. Period. But 55 what, is fine. Touche. You, you, you know what? You got me there. Like What, what we, I said. What you I just said spent about an hour before like, we hit record, DeLon's numbers fire, 55. I, no, 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 Jesus, man, that's not what I said. Can't I wait said, till I turn 55. <sighs> Anyways, so the Saban Lee guy, really fun stuff. It sort of gave us like a but – I, but I texted you about it. I was super amped about what Saban did. No, you're full of shit. This is where, I, where, this I, this is where I come in. This is where I come in. You're full of shit. Okay, go ahead. You're on Twitter acting like this is the greatest thing you've seen. You're enjoying this. The Pistons, the yes. Babies. This, my squad, we've gone into Orlando and we just slayed Mickey Mouse across his yeah, freaking chest and Minnie sure. Mouse is doing, making us dinner. Yeah, that's that's how you acted on Twitter. Then I get a text. I really don't care about this game. You're a faker, I didn't. man. You faked the funk for Twitter. No. I First of all, I was not. you faking the funk right now. I Twitter. was not that energetic on Twitter. I was genuinely like jaw-dropping. Draw, Jesus, jaw-droppingly impressed by what Saban was doing because I just – I was I, – I had zero expectations for him this year because I never thought he was going to play. So, again, watching him settle into the offense has been a treat. Watching Dennis Smith Jr. actually play some competitive defense that we were ball-hawking last night, right? We're, we're swarming – hold on. And you're I about quote, to read it. Jesus. Saban Lee, Frank Jackson, Josh Jackson, Sekou Dumbuya, Isaiah Stewart. That is a all caps young five on the floor. It's happening! Exclamation yes. point. Frank Jackson and Saban Lee on the floor at the same time. See, Casey will play the young guys even when it's super uh, gimmicky uh, uh, and kind of uh, weird, uh, but kind of check fascinating. the reply. Check the reply. Check the reply to that. To the first one, for what it's worth, it wasn't fun at all. Thank you. Point God Plumley, Euro stepping Saban Lee. This team is awesome. Fire sequence. Fire sequence. Synchronized body bag. That I was a e- great sequence as well. I am easily energized by the smallest things, man, but I'm genuine True. disbelief at Saban Lee's game right now, like jaw-dropping disbelief at how fun he's been there these last two nights. And now I read a text from Nicholas to James um, shortly after the game happens, and it says... Yes. Um, Just go ahead and air out our conversations. Go go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Read every single text. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I'm trying to find... I think my social security number's in there, too, while you're at it. Go ahead and read that. This win gives me no feeling whatsoever. Don't care. None. So you James. guys buy into this man on Twitter. You James. let you call him your leader. You let him lead you into the Amazon. You let him carry you out with the utmost respect and gratitude. Are we good and, right now? Are defiance. we okay? And then, what the hell's going on? Are we, just, br- brother? Are we okay? I'm just saying. You sounded very excited when we started the pod about this squad. You sounded yes. very excited last night, but your text. When the, when, when the curtains closed and the lights are off, yeah, it just wasn't. That's just not the vibe you were having, man. I have two things to say to that. I can only say one of them. Okay. And the one thing I will say 
You didn't see a recap, did you? No. No. Why is that? Because you were playing, I think you, and I quote, playing Call of Duty with a friend. Uh, no, I was, I was, I was playing Destiny. Oh, Destiny. I said I was playing PlayStation with PlayStation, a friend. PlayStation, yeah, yeah. No, 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 but that was, I watched the entire game. Like, I, I oh, sent yeah, that you that text before. because, yeah, you yeah, asked yeah. me to look at something, and I was like, give me a minute, I'm, I'm playing PlayStation right now. Yeah. Then the game came on, watched all 48 minutes, and, you know, intermittently throughout the game, it had its pockets of, like, great. Right, the core four, as the Detroit Pistons coined it today, looking spiffy. We yeah, no, that was Weaver's uh, coinage. After oh, did the he? Draft. Okay, yeah, sure, okay. Um, cause, yeah, I was gonna say, I felt, felt, like, felt like I, I'm, I'm having a stroke today, dude. I, I cannot <laughs> speak. Um, I sound like the nematodes from uh, SpongeBob. Shout out to uh, Nakias. He'll like that one. He doesn't listen to the show, anyways. Yeah. Shout um, out to Nakias, I did. So you know, I, I didn't make a recap because you know if the energy's not there i'm not gonna pretend that it is i did have a lot to say about the game but i want to be entertaining um and people are like no I'll make it anyways i know how my videos do when i don't care and i don't seem energetic so if, if they're not going to perform i'm not going to make them anyways good saban lee two game stretch uh he'll yes. have his he'll have a real test um friday when De'Aaron fox comes to um, Little Caesars Arena. Uh, they play. We're recording this before they play the Pelicans in New Orleans on Wednesday. Um, another good challenge there. With, Big night for uh, Kyra Lonzo and, yep. and the crew. Bledsoe and and NAW. Yeah. A little a little better test than what we saw in Orlando. Yes. It's gonna be, and I don't want to. It's it's tacky to make predictions about a game that is gonna happen bef- after this even comes out or before it even comes out. Because my predictions won't have a good shelf life. All I want to say is, in this moment right now, what I'm feeling is it's another big test defensively for Sadiq Bay. Because Zion gave him buckets. I think he gave him like 25 on like 80%. Something crazy when they were in Detroit. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to see how Sadiq matches up against Zion again. Anyways, uh, before the game, we did get some, hey, Wayne Ellington, not going to play. It's a rest. And I was yeah. like, that's weird. That's kind of weird. Now, hold on. We'll get to you in a second. I, just, I got, got a little bit of a shit. No, no, get your shit off. And I was like, that's weird. Like, if you're going to rest anybody, it just feels like all the guys that we would rest aren't actually playing right now anyways, or one of them actually got traded to New York. So, like, what's the deal here? So you had quote tweeted a reply from the Bunny Cardigan burner, which I kind of want to know who that is, but I kind of like the ambiguity of it. I kind of think it's it's you, but I don't know. It's not, because I'm the one that texted you about it in the first place. Yeah, but, like, if you murdered somebody, you're not just, it was me. Sure. I think that's just more of an indictment of how you feel about me that you think I just like to live in the shadows and then whatever. Um, I got burners. That's not my burner. Anyways. <laughs> and, I, and I knew you had burners. Yes. Do any of your other burners follow me? They don't follow anyone on Piston Twitter. No. Oh, they don't? Okay. No. No. Um, so you quote tweeted. They were like, hey, w- James, we need some news on Wayne. And you tweeted an hourglass. How often I know do you tweet y- from your burners? So I know you pretty well, and uh, <laughs> when you tweet an hourglass, I think you want people to think that that means that you know something. And that's not to say that you don't, what I, and I apologize because that, that did sound kind of rude. What I mean is you weren't tweeting that to signify that something is imminent. You were just saying, be patient, like it's going to happen eventually, right? I was trolling. Right. Uh, that's also, that's what yeah. I that's what I mean. I'm sorry. I don't mean that you don't know anything because obviously you do. But yeah, yeah. no, it's fine. Um, 
Yeah, like everybody's saying that Casey sitting him and saying it's just rest because of what happened with Derek. Like, oh, he's full of shit of trades coming. Casey was referring to last night that he legitimately was sitting because of rest. Is there a possibility that Wayne Ellington, one of the Pistons' few trade chips that's not a youngster, could get traded? Yes, I would put money on it. And I think if Casey was able to answer the question, will Wayne get traded before the deadline, I think he would say it's a, there's a possibility. He's not never going to say that on the record. Like, that's just not how you operate. But, like, you just look at the optics of it. He's a sharpshooting veteran on a vet minimum deal who could help a title contender. Like, yeah, he has his Detroit's path forward and his path forward don't align. Like, there's a chance for him to, to get traded. And I, if people think that him sitting out last night, I would say last night was more of an indictment of them making sure he's good and he's healthy to avoid a DeLon situation. Like, I still sure. think they just want to make sure – like, his numbers were dipping from three. I think he was only shooting like 20% from three over the last five or something like that. Um, yeah, just to make sure he's at his best value as we reach the deadline. Like I, Dwayne genuinely meant he did not sit last night because he's about to get traded at any second. Does Is it possible that Wayne still gets traded before the March 25th deadline? Yes. So just for just for clarity, if there's anybody who's – who maybe didn't know what you meant by the 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 Wayne's or the sorry the yeah the Delon situation, which I'm sure everybody does, but just for transparency. So what you mean is Wayne was on fire in January, and I'm sorry, like Delon started to play really well, and then he goes down, and it's like, does that kind of hurt his trade value a little bit? So you're just sort of preserving him. You're putting Wayne in some Tupperware so that he doesn't go bad, is what you're saying. Yeah, and I don't think he's gonna like no, I kind of already did, but I anticipate him playing tonight against the Pelicans. Um, if not, I anticipate him playing. Like, I don't think we've seen the last game of Wayne Ellington in a Pistons uniform is what I'm saying. I just think that he needed some an extra day or two of rest, and um, they gave it to him. Now, could he get sure. traded this week? Sure, it's possible. Um, but clearly he didn't get traded last night. He was sitting on the bench in his, in his swag. Sure. Um, actually, this just popped into my head. I apologize because I don't remember who asked it, but I think it was maybe like a week ago. I am curious to know this. So whoever asked this, thank you very much. Does Troy travel with the team? Because they had mentioned that they saw him at a road game. But And you you obviously know that he's at most home games, if not all of them, correct? I've seen him at every pretty much every home game. Um, and sure. to my knowledge, just because I don't travel, well, none of the beat guys travel this right. year. Um, but I have seen him on the TV, and to my knowledge, he travels. I would say he's traveled to the majority of the road games this year. I don't. I can't speak for all. I haven't seen him on sure. the TV and all, or I'm not out asking his, for confirmation. Is Troy? Are you there? Um, but I, to my knowledge, yes, he he's pretty frequent flyer. He got pretty frequent flyer miles. Two things. Two more things. One, I assume Blake is like in LA or something. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume so I too. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you. This is just a personal question I've been wanting to ask you for a while now, because I, I don't I don't understand this. Okay, you can't be in the locker room, obviously. No. Right? You do everything over Zoom. Okay, you're at LCA. The yep. game just ended. Are you just literally sitting there, at your little thing, like in front of the court, doing the, the Zoom, the press? Yeah. Uh, like where do some, you go? Some days, yeah. Uh, and since I don't write after every game, like I'll just put the Zoom on my phone and just start driving home <laughs> oh wow okay so sometimes you're just okay yeah i'll just I, leave I, after the game yeah yeah like wondering. the other beat guys that have deadlines and have to have a story filed by 
sure. 10 p.m. They sit at the media seat in front of the court and do the Zooms there. Um, sure. if, I, if I'm not – if I don't have a question to ask, I usually just listen to the Zoom as I drive home. Sure. Um, one thing I also want to bring up before we get to some of the fun bits of this episode – not that the Pistons aren't fun. They're a blast. Uh, it's kind of perfect that we were playing in Orlando last night. Uh, All-Star Reserves come out. Vucevic got on. Genuinely happy for him because he really deserves it. One of the most slept-on hoopers in this league. Then there's the whole Jeremy Grant gets left off. Yeah, we knew he wasn't going to make it, right? It was always kind of wishful thinking. But then there's the people who are like, here are the snubs. Jeremy Grant isn't even on those lists. He's a <laughs> snub from the snubs. I do take some exception to that. But there are there is like a sect of Pistons fans who are upset that Jeremy Grant didn't make the All-Star team. As they should be. That's their guy. Absolutely. But here's my thing. If DeMontis Sabonis, one of the most versatile big men in the history of basketball. All righty. Let's pump the brakes on that. I'm not. That's not a hyperbole whatsoever. I'm dead serious. I would say if he didn't make it, if Bam Adebayo didn't make it, who by every conceivable metric is better than he was last season, didn't make it. I'm so sorry. Jeremy Grant was never going to make it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I that's think the end of it. If the Pistons have as many wins as the Bulls, I think maybe he gets in. Sure. But yeah, I mean, the, they don't even have ten wins yet. So it's and there's a lot of coaches and voters who put a lot of stock into winning. I don't think that's right. I don't agree with that, but it seems to be a common theme, and it hurt Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Um, you, if you're a Pistons fan, you hope Jeremy just gets recognized in some way, whether it's obviously the all-stars pass that you don't really see a Avenue to all NBA, but I'm sure, I'm sure you hope he gets most improved. Just something to acknowledge the leap he's made since uh, leaving Denver. And obviously people care because he came to Detroit and he's doing this sure. in a Pistons uniform. Um, was I surprised he got left off? No, there was, I, I thought a lot of good candidates. Um, it was tough, man. The it, East is friggin' stacked yeah. this year. I mean, Jeremy Grant's biggest case is lo- looking at, uh, if I were him, I'd point to the voters and say, yeah, you see those three times we played Boston? Beat them twice, and the other one was a game winner. Yeah, and you have Tatum and Brown, and they're struggling, but I can't get like that. I'm joking, yeah. but like. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, um, and Tatum and Brown both deserve to be on. But, yeah, I mean, it's tough. And I think if the Pistons have a better record, maybe Jeremy's in. Um but yeah, it's I wasn't I wasn't anticipating I would have been more surprised if if Jeremy did get picked to get in just because of how I know the voting goes in most cases. Sure. Um it makes the Devin Booker thing really weird. You talk about the wins and like and yeah. this is the the common rhetoric out there right now is Devin Booker doesn't make it because good stats bad guy or sorry, <laughs> good stats bad team guy. Yeah. And now it's just He's on a good team, and now he's not winning enough. I'm, I'm sorry, like he's winning now, but his like stats aren't good. It's Chris but Paul's. Here, it's a reason they're winning now because Chris Paul's there, which is true. But it's also like Devin's been nice, folks. Shout out Grand Rapids. Yeah. Um, my thing is Anthony Davis isn't going to play. They're going to take a reserve. Yeah. Book is going to get in. Who the hell cares? Over Zion. See the thing that tripped me up was positionally. I knew if I said this, people were gonna be like, "Well, he's not a he's not I don't a think big the, man." I don't think the position matters. It shouldn't matter. But Zion's because numbers are if, nutty. I agree, and it's insane, um, that like he's in year two and he's as 
athletic as he is, and it's just I, he can't miss shots. Like the dude is gonna, he's gonna, Zion is gonna go a season with like a a seventy percent true shooting percentage at some point. He's a mix of LeBron and Shaq. It's it's yeah, never and been Charles seen Barkley before. Yeah, yeah. Um, James, you have a game. We have oh, a is game. that is it that time? All right. So yeah, if you listen to the last episode, we played. Who does he play for? Who, thank you for saying that. We a don't want spin the on, to a spin on the great TNT show, Who He Play For. And there it comes. And okay. Nick um, quizzed me. Five players. I got – or six players. I got three out of six. Nick yes. being the the obscure seeker of uh, deceit that he is, he threw on a bunch of guys, two-way guys, guys like – Either you know the, the league or you don't. Playing in Italy, so what I'm going to do, and I and I told him this: if he would have named guys that are, it doesn't matter if they're the 14th man or the first man. If they're on an NBA roster, I would have got them. And I messed up, like the LRB one messed up. The Trey Jones, in my head, I knew who he played yeah, for. Yeah, he, but he's yeah, also yeah. been. Last time I saw him play, he was with, he was playing, and now he's been in the G League for a while, so it's like out of sight, out of mind. I'm giving you got you, the Alex Len one. You knocked the Alex Len one yeah, out of the park. That one's that one was. Well, you asked for the easy one first. I'm giving you five guys that are on NBA rosters. Uh, okay. And Shoot. I'm gonna predict that you get one right. I'm hoping for one, so that okay. that that tracks. Actually, I'm hoping for one. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'll start with what I think will be the easiest. Edmund Sumner. Edmund Sumner, Sumner plays for the Indiana Pacers. Good job. And I actually looked up – I actually, like, went into Twitter search and typed your Twitter name and these people's <laughs> names just to make sure, like, you didn't randomly, like, tweet about them. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's, he's, a good, he's good. He can, he can hoop. He's a, he's a I'll give ball. you another point if you tell me where he's from. I got nothing. He's Next. From, he's from Detroit. Oh, is he really? Yep. I didn't know that. Went to Xavier. Um, I did not know that. Wes Uwundu. Oh, that's going to make me mad because I know that. That's because we played him this year, right? Can you tell me that as a hint? Did the Pistons play this team this year? No, they did not. They haven't. That's gonna drive me up the wall. I because it's like it's right there in my. This is really making me mad. Toronto. I'm just. I, it's not Toronto, but Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks. Dang. Yeah. All right. That that really makes me <laughs> mad because I definitely knew that. That's right. Never mind. Go ahead. Mason Next. Jones. I don't know this one. You just want to guess? Um, yeah, I'll throw out a guess. Um, if you get it on the guess, I'm gonna be pissed. It'll be hot. Uh, I'm like Houston. That's such. She is your girlfriend googling these names. Is it Houston? Yes, brother. I have headphones in. I like I. Wow. All right, two or three. <laughs> oh I knew my that. God. I was playing with you. I'm in my bag. Two or three? Did you really not? Did you really guess, or did you really not? <laughs> Swear to God, that was a guess. <laughs> wow. All right, DeAndre Bembry. Oh, Toronto. Yep, I knew you. I knew you would know two for sure. I just want to throw out there that I'm three for four, and you thought I was going to get one. So did I. Yeah. Well, I said I wanted. One. I also didn't like. I just I kept it pretty baseline. All right, this one is going to be fun. Oh, now okay. I now it's you. I was keeping no, 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 it pretty no, no. easy. I'm not like naming James Harden. I'm I'm naming guys that have. Played in the NBA for a few years. Sure. The, the Mason Jones one was good. That was lucky, but it was good. That saved you. You should really We're be just two gonna for say four. It was good. You should sure, really be two not. for four, but it's all right. But I'm not. 
Gary Clark. Gary Clark plays for Orlando. I was going to see. I was that was the one I was hoping would be a bit because the, the Pistons just played Orlando. Yeah. Wow. No. So I just went four or five on who does he play for. I just want to. Is there a round of Touché applause? To you. Are we gonna? Yeah. I'm All shocked. Right. I'm really. I'm really keeping. There were right two now that were really I, that I knew you would get. You knew I would get. Uh. Who was the first one you asked? Edmund Sumner, I knew you'd get. Sumner, yeah. And I knew you and I figured you'd get DeAndre Bembry just cuz he's been in the league for a while. I've cuz I liked him in Atlanta. Yep. He's yeah. uh, one of three, definitely two to play at St. Joe's. He went to Lincoln's College. Um That yeah. was great. Thank you. I had fun with that. Yeah. Um You didn't even I, have to think. No. This is what I do. Basketball references basically my lock screen. Um can I ask Respect. you about, I'm proud about of you. thank you. Good job. I'm gonna I wanna ask you about something that I I I, I genuinely just kinda wanna sit back and listen to what your thoughts are on this. I don't mean to totally shift gears to something um that's something that's kinda fun and hilarious to something that's actually kinda serious. I'm nervous. I don't I don't mean to switch the tone. No, 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 it's okay. Ryan Saunders gets fired. Okay. Yeah. And within ten minutes, Chris Finch is their new head coach. Yeah. And the discourse is about because I believe there's only seven or eight black head coaches in the league, correct? Yeah. There's a lot of discourse over they didn't even give anyone a chance to like interview for that position. Like they had that set up immediately. Like 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 like, like yeah, with they Texas, said they went off their 2018 or 19 interviews or whatever. Yeah. So, oh, is that okay? I'm sorry, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Can I get your thoughts on this and where you are with the with the hiring process in the league and just where you are on that yeah i mean there definitely needs to be more black coaches um this is a predominantly black league um some of the greatest minds to ever be in the game are are black um i think the thing that really ruffled some feathers in minnesota and i understand why um is they had a guy on their bench in david vanderpool who's been very like highly praised by guys i mean by former players like damian lillard or his former players damian lillard cj uh, my cat even spoke about him um and for him not even to get an opportunity i'm sure um didn't sit well with him i don't know what went on behind the scenes i mean maybe it's just possible that they are going that the timberwolves wanted to clean house in general and the coaching staff in vanderpool while he might be a, sure. a good uh candidate he's i mean he was a assistant with ryan saunders whose team didn't win very much and i i think ryan saunders while i don't think he was a good coach did get the a little bit of the short end of the stick i mean cat and d'angelo have played what four games together three games together five five games together um they have a young team that that roster just still isn't great like i i don't think ryan saunders did a, a good to great job by any means but i also don't think that uh that front office did anything to to really help the cause um so yeah i mean but to go back on topic yeah i mean this is like i said this is a a predominantly black league um there are a lot of there are more than seven great coaching minds of of african-american roots um in this world and they've all there's a lot of them that have paid their dues um there's a lot of them that don't need to pay their dues i mean steve nash didn't have to pay really any dues and look at him um, Can I ask you just to sidetrack? Were you on Stephen A's side with that? What did he say again? Basically, that it was white privilege. That he was he went from never having any coaching experience, period, to now he's the head coach of the most prominent franchise in the league, arguably. Yeah, I mean, 
is it white privilege? Yeah, to an extent. Am I mad at them hiring one of the, the smartest basketball players in the last 20 years? No. Um, I would just say there are a lot of players with that kind of makeup of that are black that have come along um, that, that don't really get that opportunity to just skip the line and, and go sure. straight to a head coach. So that's that's where my issue lies. Like if, if, if black coaches were getting that same kind of look where they get to cut all the way to the cafeteria line, cut all the way to the front, then I'd have no issue with it. But you don't really see that happening. No. Um, it happened with Steve Kerr, too, if I remember correctly. Didn't Yeah, he... but he had front office experience. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I knew he had something. Because I, I knew, obviously, he was a guy. He was an analyst for TNT. But I didn't remember what his other basketball experience was, yeah. other than obviously being, the, what, a seven-time champion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to and <laughs> even just like, like No, that. that's fine. And even just the politics, like, I, I feel like that's a, I, um, I don't know this for sure, but just kind of like, what do they call it? Um when it's like a rule, but it's not like a written rule. I mean, an unwritten, an, an unwritten rule. rule, but I thought there was another term for, it. I don't know what, it, I, what I'm thinking of, but like for a, an assistant coach to interview for a job when the head coach is still there is a little odd. Um, bro code. I, I man. think that's, yeah, I think that code. breaks the coaching bro code. Um, but yeah, Finch now has to prove he's legit. There's a, due to his, I don't. I mean, I don't know all the details. A but. multi-year contract seems like a bit weird. I don't know. I, I yeah. Why not? Like just, I said, yeah. I don't know. Just write out the season. Oh, hey, this went pretty well. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they think we, they can turn it around. I we guess. talked about something the other day. I was. I thought you were kidding, and I expressed that. But you were also like, I am, but I'm also a little bit serious. So I tweeted, and I don't remember why I tweeted it. But I tweeted a poll, who would win it in a boxing match, you or me? Now, for what it's worth, I knew you were going to win because I full-heartedly believe you would win. But it, you destroyed me in the poll. I don't know if you I caught didn't, the I results didn't, of no, that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand. Clean. That was just such a random poll. Yeah, I, I texted James. Do you want to fight me secretly? I, no, God, no. I go. I text James. I go, brother, how much do you weigh? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that was it. <laughs> I, I had no idea, idea where this was going. <laughs> and then you just texted me. I, I send the tweet, and two seconds later, I just get a text. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I'm like, yeah. But but you talked to me a little bit about, and I don't mean to, if you don't want to go into it too much, you absolutely don't have to, but like you boxed growing up. It, yeah, it that wasn't was like, like a real thing. It wasn't like uh, serious. No, 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 no. When I Did met, you do that because like you wanted to like because people were like trying to fight you or because you just wanted to i like know. love boxing like the okay. sport like i'm a massive fan you know if um, you're staying ready or what no but like me and my cousin and again like i we would do it a lot but i wouldn't like i wasn't like i should have clarified i'm sorry um i wasn't like getting lessons or like in like in the ring sparring with other kids i was you're in a meat locker. Well, I, I mean, some, I was. Some foil on your hands. Me and my cousin, Lucas, shout out to Lucas, who's like my brother. Like, every day we would just, like, spend an hour, like, with gloves and just fight um, and just box and, like, watch clips and, like, teach, like and just do that whole thing. Like, how people do, they'll go watch highlights and then they'll go try to hoop. Yeah. Like, we would do that. But we did that for, like, many years. Um, I'm not saying I – I mean, I'll get my – there's people that will whoop my ass. I'm not – Sure. But I'm, I'm, yeah, but like, I'm not going to, not everybody's going to, I'll say there are people who whoop my ass. There's not a lot of people. There's, there are also people who will not whoop my ass and I'm sure the same Am for I, you. Which, 
which umbrella do I fall under? I don't know. You played football. Um, I did. It was like a decade. You poured beer on yourself. I did think that tweet was funny when the guy was like, I'm going to go with the guy who can pour beer in his eyes and be fine from it. I thought that was funny, but I was like, brother, please vote for James. No. um, No, I don't know. But you made it. You kind of. You gave me like a that was you know what's funny is because I don't remember what was I doing when that was oh I remember well okay never mind um, when we were talking about this again I thought you were kidding but it just made me think like man this really is like a parental relationship James is just giving me some like so, or like just some big brother some father advice right now you're like man he's like you don't you don't know like these people like James was. After oh, a week yeah, of yeah, bullying, yeah. James was being nice to me. He was leveling with me as a person. I just it wa- felt great to be treated with some decency, which he is, which has lost on him in these last forty-five minutes. But tell the yeah, tell the people the like where that came from, though. Like that conversation. I there's a reason I can't remember. <laughs> so I can't. because we were talking about we were just mentioned we were talking about the boxing thing. And yeah. I was, I don't remember how it came up, but I was, you were, you said something like nobody, I was like, All right, somebody might test you. I, I was like, oh, like we used to like practice boxing. Cause you just, where I'm from, you never know if somebody might try to test you. And you're like, yes. brother, nobody's ever going to try to test me. I'm like, man, no, like there are people in this world who look at the Twitter followers and maybe has noticed you on ESPN or there's people that know you from Twitter who think that you, um, are the that you're famous and they might Which I'm not they might I people tr- don't think that. I, I know like that's yeah it's crazy man in today's world well we use like the, I don't tell people the... on the road when I get on lifts right. from the airport I don't tell people what I do I make a, I say I'm visiting a friend uh, this was the bit that I was you're right thank you for bringing this part up because this was the part that I wanted to bring up the, le- the only thing I'll add really quick the example we used is what the kid did to cam recently Yes. And and you said you said something. I go, brother, I go, Cam handled that with his words. And you go, that was just because he was a kid. Right. So anyways, yeah, you brought this up, the you don't tell people what you do. Now, I remember actually we have talked about this before. First time you were ever on Shoot the J, I believe. You said sometimes you the ambiguity of it is better because then people aren't hounding you, asking you a bunch of questions about the job. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you've, you've stated that as a reason before why you don't tell anybody, but there's also other underlying reasons. Yeah, and like I was just saying, like there's, there are people in today's crazy world who think that somebody with a blue check mark and with twenty close to twenty thousand followers, they may have seen you on TV, like they think you're famous. And I'm in the back of somebody's car in a state that's thousands of miles from my home with nobody I know. Like, I'm not one of those people to just like, I, I love what I do. I'm I'm fortunate. Um, but like, you got to have some street smarts and like, I'm just not getting in a car by myself with somebody I don't know who has the wheel and knows the city and telling them what I do because I don't know how they interpret that. Um, they might think that I cover the Pistons means I work for the Pistons, which means I know players and like they, can I get tickets? They might think that means you have money because you work for an NBA team when I actually don't even work for an NBA team. Um, there's people that maybe they saw you on TV. Maybe you did a NBA TV hit the night before and they basketball fans and they see X, Y, Z. It's just, you got to be smart. Um, and I was telling you like, yeah, like you might not think you're anything, but that Twitter, 
today's world is weird, man. That Twitter stuff, people take that stuff seriously. I sure. remember the story. I remember the story I told her. I was like, my girlfriend's like, yeah, he's verified on Twitter. I'm like, nobody gives a nobody shit. Nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. Like, that shows the age difference between me and her. She's, first of all, that sounded wild. Yeah. I'm 28. She's 24. 20, okay. Three or 24. 24. Um, yeah. So, like, that's all I was saying to you is, like, just be aware. And if you have to, don't think just because you don't think you're anything, like, that somebody won't test you for some clout. They can, but not in my suit, though. You see me in a suit. <laughs> please leave me alone. That thing was expensive. I don't... Uh, anyways, um, thank you for the advice, James. Yeah. That was... Uh, well, hopefully hopefully people uh, heard that, and they're like, I gotta get trained with my fists. When I used to always... Shout, if Vince James Johnson to this, style. Shout out to Vince uh, Ellis. And Vince. Um, he Whenever we'd get in a lift or on a or in the airplane, like, and people ask while we're there, he would always shout out what we do. I'm just like, brother, like, we are in a car with a complete stranger who might not know exactly what that means, who might not understand how our business works. So, like, usually when I'm, I go to, yeah, like I said, is I'm visiting a friend or I'm visiting my mom. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. People don't I even mean, know what I do. Man, it's even worse when you're me. What do you do? Um, <laughs> I uh, you heard of the bun make, and cardigan. Yeah, I just make videos. Um, alrighty, James, what we're nearing the videos? end of our episode. What kind of videos? Um, content. That's what kind of videos I make. So uh, I make content videos. <laughs> we're nearing the end of our episode, which means traditionally we have about thirty minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm trying to think. I have a name for story time. Are we missing something on today's show? I, th- I think we've gotten everything. Yeah, I mean, since we last recorded, really, the only we've, we covered our Pistons talk. We talked about Sabin. We talked about uh, Wayne. You, we talked you about Jeremy. Our, our texts. You read everybody our texts. Yeah, we did. Who he, who does that man play for? I mean, I bodied that, by the you way. You did. I'm very proud of you. Um, mm-hmm. We did a life lessons with James right now. Yeah, I mean, we covered and, our Pistons. I think we fed our Pistons fan base. We uh, Sure. And now the people who just like to hear us talk about stupid shit, this is, <laughs> this is our time. We've been there, yeah. This is our favorite part of the show where there's no responsibility. It's just vibes. Yeah. Eric Moreland. Why are you just saying Eric Moreland? Like, are, why did you just say his name? <laughs> Story time. Oh. Oh, we like... Brother. Um... <laughs> Eric, he, I did. He was. I did. Eric he was in the hookah lounge, right? The the bar. Yes. I don't know if it was, it was a, hookah, a hookah, lounge. hookah lounge for the third time. Yes, he was dude, in it that was a hookah. So that's your that's your Eric Morland story. Then is he was he was one of the seven people that I saw in a hookah lounge. He was one of the primary five. I don't. Do you have a? I, I I'll name a better player. People are gonna care more about. I loved Eric Morland. Um. I know Reggie Bullock was in there, but I don't think I've picked him yet. You gotta have more you did than pick just Reggie a. Bullock. That's how the, I think. That's, that's how, how the hookah lounge. Yeah. Okay, well, all right. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Okay. Um, Shout out Bobby Schmurda. He's free. Yeah, welcome home, Bobby. Um. <laughs> so, have you seen that infamous? This isn't like a great story. I have like one. I have like two half stories that equal one, and that might be interesting. Whatever. Um, 
you did you see the video that Justin Rose from Channel Seven posted of me and Rod shooting jumpers and he's like editing it like Rod Beard. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah, sure. So when I hit that second or third three, like all my jumpers, if you haven't seen the video, were cash. Like I get all busy. went in. I'm, people don't know. Like that one dude in our Twitter replies, you would not score on. I hate when people. This is oh, before I go into this story. Okay, let's get, let's this do it. This bothers James, me. Okay, I just want to. Very, I, I just want to give people a visual note as to what James just did. This dude is so mad. He, he just, like, re-posturized in his chair. He, like, sat up and is he's locked in. Okay, go ahead. Because I'm still childishly one of those dudes that, like, part of my pride is, like, my hooping ability. But people think because you didn't play, like, college or you're not in the NBA, like, you can't hoop. Or, like, there's certain things you can't do better than NBA players. And it's just, like, you don't know somebody else's hooping history. Like, some of the best players I've ever – like, I've played on a – I've played against Keith Appling. I've played against Manny Harris. Some of the best people I've ever played against never got kicked off the high school team. Like, that, I hate when people just have that logic. And it's usually people yeah. who have, like, no idea who are just outsiders of the culture or whatever. Sure. So, like, this one dude on on Twitter was like, you you can't score on Kyle Guy. I'm like – even if I can't, like, you're just saying that. Like, you have no, like, you don't know if I'm nice. Like, you're just saying that because I'm now, I, I'm a writer and I'm doing a podcast with a guy with a bun and I wear a cardigan. Like, don't let this cardigan fool you. It comes off. Yeah. And also, it's over the internet, so it's easy to say. Yeah. That. The, this cardigan comes off. These these boots can turn into to Kobe's real quick. And if there's a ball around, like, we can get busy. And it's just like, I, that just bothers me so much, like, when people just automatically say, you couldn't do this because I don't know if you can play. And I'm not saying I actually would score on Kyle Guy. He's in the NBA. I'm going show him respect. I feel like I can get a – knowing my abilities when in shape and seeing Kyle Guy, I think I can score a point. If we play 211, he would win probably 11 to 1 or twos. If we're playing by twos and threes or I'd hit a two, I would score. I feel confident in that. But, like, I – so I remember one time somebody told me – I was, like – I was just joking. I'm, like, yeah, I'm a better shooter than Shaq. I could hit more threes than Shaq. And they were, I like – I don't think that's a hot take. Or I, I might have said Ben Wallace. And I'm and they're, like, Still no, he's in the NBA. Take. Like, you don't understand, like, these guys, like, are – like, because they're shooting 10% in the NBA, like, you'd shoot, like, 5%. I'm, like, that's not how it works, bro. Like – I can shoot the ball. That's what I was. I was a shooter, yeah. and you, I, you can. I shoot at the Pistons practice facility when they're done. Yeah. I there's people that have seen it, and I do all that to tell you in that video, when I hit the third three. If you look, I'm doing like the, the, uh, the gun thing where I like you lock and load. Yes. To Reggie, who's in the who's in the far corner of the gym, and was yelling because Reggie knows I can shoot. So I hit the third three. It was all net. Reggie's like. Okay, James. Just like from across the gym. And I do the, uh, what is it? Like I just got, yeah, like my strap. Yeah, I got my strap out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then one day after practice, Reggie, like me and Rob were playing horse, and Reggie just came and played with us, and we talked about, like, bat, like I, we talked, I asked him if he ever gone fishing up north. He's a big fisher. I was like, do you ever, like, spend time here in the off season to go up north and go fishing? Like, you would love it. He's like, no, but I've been wanting to. Uh, we talked about his relationship with Paul George. We talked about the PG shoes because he hoops in PG shoes, and I love yep. PG ones and twos. Um, 
There's times, one time when we went in the locker room post game, and Reggie just is singing Erica Badu at the top of his lungs. Oh um, guy. Like, yeah, no, I t- yeah. So there's a little bit of Reggie. I know people didn't love Reggie. Um, and I got in to covering Reggie kind of like toward the end when he wasn't necessarily the man anymore. So I don't know if he always treated the media like that, but he was always, um, I could get Reggie one-on-one pretty much whenever I wanted to, after games, pre-game, shoot around. He was very, like he was, he could be moody at times, but he was a, like to me, he was a nice guy. Um, sure. And he was like interesting to talk to. And like he would hold, he would go out of his way to have conversations with you. Like we would be in the locker room like, Hey James, like, what do you think of this? Sure. I like Reggie. Is there any sense of like, I'll use Reggie as an example. You build a relationship. You say, I, I can get him anytime I want. Like, no problem. We're on that level. Is there some sense of like, they get traded and you're like, man, I got to build a relationship with somebody all over again. That's the, because now, yeah. now one of your go-to guys is gone, right? Is that a real thing? Oh yeah. Like yeah. this year, brother, like, oh, oh, there's only three players back from yeah. last year. Uh, currently only I'm, two. Really at this speed. point, Blake's gone. Sfi and I knew Wayne from before. Sfi, Wayne, and Seku, and I have good relationships with Seku and Sfi. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, and now like I, I have rapport with Isaiah because I did the story and we got on Zoom together. Yeah. I have de- I have good rapport, decent. I, mean, I would assume good rapport with Jeremy, um, but it's not the same. Like I haven't met them in person yet. Um, but like yeah, certainly like. I've told you Bruce Brown stories all the time. Like that was yeah. anytime I needed something or just like when you just like, just, yeah, just a, a guy to like catch up with and get to know more like that. That's very yeah. key. Uh, yeah. yeah, that, that can be tough, but this year, yeah, next year is going to be interesting. I'm sure all the beat guys are going to be trying to corner like two or three guys to make them their guys since we spent this whole year just on zoom. But um, yeah, no, that's definitely a thing for sure. What are you thinking in terms of like, let's just say that Cade comes here, okay? Mm-hmm. How not excited are you to have all that national coverage here for however long? Um, so it actually, two things here. One, by the time you're listening to this, we actually did a top five mock draft mid-season mm. that on the Athletic that I was a part of. Um, I will not spoil what pick the Pistons had in this draft, and I will not spoil. Who I picked, just go to the athletic and read it. But it, the Pistons are in the. We did one tankathon roll, and whatever happened happened. Okay. All and right. the Pistons were in the top five. That's fun. Um, I'm not going to tell you where. Kate. So what's what's gonna happen? I actually was texting with Will Gilroy, our Pelicans writer, the other day. Actually, yesterday about this. I was like, is are things like different? Did things change when Zion got there? And he's like, yeah, not really. Um, and Zion's not like in a great example, not a great example because he was injured his rookie year. And then by the time he came back, like the shutdown happened. So like you didn't really get a feel for how access would go, but he didn't say like, there's like 20 ESPN reporters or Fox reporters. Like it's not obs- like an obscene amount of extra attention sure. because it is new Orleans. And like the Hawks, like Chris Kirshner is like really the only person that is the beat guy for the Hawks. Like people didn't pour into their, once Trey got there and same for Luca, like it just really depends on the market. So I don't anticipate, like maybe there's like one or two extra more people. Maybe ESPN does grabs a ES there's a ESPN Detroit or maybe Eric Woodyard um, who covers like the Midwest for ESPN checks in with the Pistons a little bit more. I don't, until they are good again, I don't anticipate that happening. Sure. Um, yeah. Like I don't think Charlotte's flooded with media. Sure. Um, 
I have Tankathon open right now. I'm going to do one sim, okay? Where do you think we're going to go? Right now we're at two. Six. I think we're going to go to six. Sim in the lottery. Oh, my God. We did it. I don't know if you can see that. We're one. Can you see that? You did, yeah. Yeah, we did it. All right. Uh, Cade season. Cade season uh, is, is upon us. The Cavs got two. That'd be great. Who are they going to go after? Mobley? I don't know. Put him with um, uh, with Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. Yeah. That'd be something. And he's nice. Oh, I love I love Jared Allen. That's a, oh, I thought you were talking about Evan Mobley. Yeah, no. No, I like Jared Allen too. Um, already, that was that was good. We didn't we didn't uh, we didn't go off the rails this time. No, we did not. That wasn't. I I went on a little like pride hooping thing. Um, yeah, you were very serious about that. I just it doesn't like the other. Just like to assume somebody can't hoop because like they can't score a bucket on an NBA player because they can't because they're not in the NBA. It's just like. Nine times out of ten, you're probably right. But, like, trust me, there are a lot of people in this world who didn't play college, even high school, that can hoop. Hey, man, I got cut from my middle school team. And don't mean, I don't mean I'll mix it up in the paint. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Get a bucket or two. I that's got, all you just need one bucket. I got great elbows. Yeah. And I'm shooting I'm shooting better than Ben Wallace. Like, I am. We, you put up 25. We're doing, we're doing 25 shots, corner wings straight on. Wing corner, I'm I'm out shooting Ben Wallace. I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna get mad at me, but I ne- I'm gonna challenge and encourage you to think. Okay. Yeah. It's you versus Andre Drummond in an open gym. Okay. Open yeah. gym, Andre Drummond, not on court, Andre Drummond. Open gym, Andre Drummond. You each take 25 threes. Me. James, I'm telling you, in an open gym, this guy makes people believe. In an open gym, they post videos of only the makes. I'm the one in the open gym when I see him sh- actually shooting without video edits. That's a, you have that's to remember, a good point. I covered that's Andre. That's a great point. Yeah, that's I've a seen great point. I've seen those three point shootings after practice. Sure, the only they don't all go in the, like on the on the YouTube. The only reason I say it is because I remember there was a video that came out. I think this last summer where he made like eleven in a row. It's every summer that that comes no, out. No, I yeah. I know, but and you're absolutely right. But he makes people <laughs> believe, right? But you bring up a great point that yes, that's a that's true. You have seen it. You know what I'm tired of? You know what conversation I'm tired of? I think people should probably never have it again because it's pointless. I'm I am exhausted mm. of what is it? Dame versus Steph. Oh, yeah, let's, miserable. Let's, let's just appreciate both. Miserable. Of them. Yeah, it's insufferable. Well, Let's just appreciate both. Shout out to Dame Dalla. Yes. Shout out to my my man Steph, who has the same birthday as me. March fourteenth. Um, yes, sir. Coming up. I, 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 which, by the way, I, I I wonder if my birthday lands on a pod day. It does. So that's what I was about to say. Your birthday's a Sunday. Mine's a Wednesday. So it is. Wow. Yeah. So both of our both of our birthdays are on recording days. That's funny. So. Obviously, if you don't want to record your birthday, I, I don't. I wouldn't be mad at you at all. I mean, I'm sure the Pistons. I just the new schedule just came out. Oh, it did. Um, new schedule dropped. I tweeted it. Um, uh, uh, when does Dallas come to town? Because that's when I'm. Oh, I'm off on my birthday. So first, ever since I've been on the beat, they've had a game. This year, they do not. Whenever Dallas comes to town is when I'll be in Detroit. <sighs> Dallas will be here. Which, by the way, uh, April 29th. You asked me to name any team that has more than four white players. Dallas. That's like their brand. Dallas and then um, my, Indiana. Uh, my, my my man Mark Schindler said, "Don't forget Indiana, who has four in the rotation." Yeah, you got. And I meant to say when I prefaced it, I said Utah. I meant to say Utah and Indiana. Oh, okay, gotcha. I, did, I, I meant to, yeah. Sure. If Gordon Hayward would have went there, oh, you know he wanted to. <laughs> to Indiana. That would have been uh, that would have been hilarious. But yeah, like Indiana has 
uh, what, they have TJ McConnell. I don't think they have TJ Leaf anymore. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's gone. Yeah. TJ Leaf is with. See now you're conf- when you second guess things. It may yeah he's still with the no he no he's not. Yes, TJ Leaf is gone. I, he's no longer. Yeah, I know these things. Yeah, no, he's gone. Which, by the way, I just want to one more time. I did get four out of five on who does he play for. I'm proud of you, brother. Yeah, like you. Uh, I didn't expect that. Who does CJ Miles play for? CJ Miles isn't in the league anymore. Boom! Nice. Yeah. It was a trick question. Good job, James. Yeah, come still on, have man. a worse percentage than me, but it's okay. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. Four or seven, I'm coming. Thank you very much for making it this far into the episode. Uh, albums. I keep forgetting albums. Thank you, James. Go ahead, do yours first. Uh, I'm gonna go with D'Angelo Voodoo. D'Angelo uh, Vickers. What? <laughs> Not to get conscrewed, cons- uh, confused with D'Angelo Vickers. Yes. D'Angelo, um, the great R&B slash soul slash neo soul singer, uh, voodoo. Some people like brown sugar more. Um, I personally am, am more of a voodoo guy. I don't know what the consensus is between between um, brown sugar and, and voodoo, uh, but I personally... Some people like Black Messiah. I actually have a Black Messiah t-shirt. Um, but, yeah, no, Voodoo. It's, to me, I mean, Devil's Pie, produced by DJ Premier, has the primo bounce, D'Angelo. I just love his voice. I love the grooves he sings over. Um, Spanish Joint is my shit. Um, playa Playa, Chicken Grease. Like, yeah, if you're if you're into – it's the, the weather's starting to break here in Michigan. It's sunny. You can roll down the windows a little bit. Oh, 50 you degrees can, by you right now, yeah. Yeah, if I had a convertible, I'd be top down. If you can see a little grass, D'Angelo Voodoo is a good untitled. How does it feel? Like there's um, Drake shout out D'Angelo. I think he says, "How does it feel?" D'Angelo. He has a line where he says, "D'Angelo, how to, playing D'Angelo? How does it feel?" I forget what song. Um, I only know Miles Bridges bars at this point. I'm surprised. Speaking yeah, of March surprised. 14th, that's Drake's best song, so that's why you had a he's, you he's, you drew great issue with me being really excited about that. Being your because birthday. I thought like that was your birthday too. I didn't know your birthday, and you're like, your birthday is March 14th. No way. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, why? Sealed and signed. You're She's like, not oh, my lover Drake's, like Billy. That's my Jean, favorite Drake song. But the kid is mine. Yeah, March 14th is a great track. It's the day he learned. He, it's the day he learned that Adonis is his true son. Never forget. Yeah, D'Angelo Voodoo, left and right with Method Man, Red Man, two men I'm friends with that I've met on on different occasions. Bowed to uh, throughout my tra- throughout my travels. Yeah, yeah, man, D'Angelo <laughs> Voodoo. If you like that, I'm sure. If, I hope most people who are listening to this have heard of D'Angelo. And if you've heard of D'Angelo, I'm sure you've heard Voodoo. But if you haven't, check out Voodoo first and then go check out Brown Sugar and then check out Black Messiah. All right. That's a good pick. Um, Thank you. I'm going to go with one. You're going to hate it. I think a lot of people, if you're my age, you're going to like it. I hope. Um, it's really gimmicky. It's a really gimmicky pick, but it's a record that like got me through a summer. I really liked it two years ago. Kid Cuddy. He is on this album, actually. Is he? He okay. is, but it's not. It's, he's just a feature. Um, Travis Scott? No, but this record basically sounds like a bunch of Travis Scott throwaways from Astroworld. Okay. I don't know who it is then. Jaden Smith uh, came out with Iris in 2019. You're making a face right now, and I don't care. This is an amazing album. Uh, Black History Month, man. Dude. 
It's Will Smith's son. I'm joking. I'm joking. Jesus. Uh, Shout out to my my black king, Jaden Smith. Big Tesla guy, as am I. That's kind of why I started to like him, because he always rapped about Teslas, and I I really messed with it. Uh, first 10 minutes of the song is essentially, it's four, uh, sorry, first 10 minutes of the record is, is, is four songs that transition into one another. And by the fourth one, it's called K, because each, each song is it's P-I-N-K, Pink. K, bro, he samples uh, some clippers and raps over it. And it's the ho- it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. My- I'll never forget when I was listening to this, the, the night that it dropped, I had my headphones in, I was laying down. It was all peaceful. It was just good vibes. Then I start to realize that he's repeating this, this clipper sound. And I realize what he's doing. And then the hi-hats come in. And I, like, sat up in my bed like the Undertaker. I was like, what is go- – there's a little wrestling. Wait, so you know the Undertaker? Yeah, I was going to say. You're going to think – There yeah, we go. There's a little, there's, there's a little something hey. for you guys. There's a little scrap. Um, and I was like, no way is he about to do this. It's crazy. Um, the whole album's great because it's just sort of like a hodgepodge of just a bunch of, like, wait, this this was the song that came after the one that, like, these don't sound anything alike, but it's really fun. Um, I, nothing he talks about in his songs ever resonates with me, but unless it's about Teslas, which I don't even own a Tesla. Um, I just – the dude is so good at – uh, capturing and cultivating a vibe and like capturing. I knew you were going to say that. And like capturing a mood. Like if he's like, he, re- one of my favorite songs that he, that he's ever made is a song called plastic off of his record that came out before that, which is one of his worst albums ever period. And it always will be. It's terrible, but there's a song called plastic that he recorded in Toronto. The only reason he recorded the song was because he was just like hanging with some pals and the vibes were great. And he's like, we need to capture this moment. So he recorded the track and it bangs. So I just really appreciate him production-wise. I think it's great. Um, his singing's getting better. Hopped on a, uh, him and uh, uh, in his album that came out last year. Uh, him and Justin Bieber back at it again because now we're at a point where like Justin Bieber is cool again, and I I'm here for it. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Iris by Jane no, Smith. I respect it. I mean, you we have a we have a teenage audience so we we need to we always pick old man music so i'm yeah. glad that you're satisfying the 12 year olds that, that listen to this show uh, i mean i don't i i have literally no response to that because it caught me <laughs> off guard so bad at the end there um do you are you a, and i and i said and i literally said 12 after i just said we have teenagers yet so well so yes touche. everybody's 12 you're not uh that sounds like you're calling everyone feds one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Do you know what to say after that? I don't. Isn't that is that a Twenty One Savage song? No, I'll tell you. No, I'll tell you off the air. All right. If anybody knows what you say after one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, please let us know because it'll be funny. Anyways, you're not is that from a song. I will tell you when we get off the air. I don't want to say it on here. All right. Because I don't like to. I don't like to curse. Okay. Uh, you're not an only child. No. You have a sister. Uh, yeah. You don't have any brothers? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, thank you very <laughs> why, much for listening. Why did you ask me that? Uh, if you are feeling so kind, please do leave a review, as well as a five-star. Why star. did you ask me I've, that? I've been meaning to ask it to you for a while. It just popped oh, okay. into my head, and I didn't remember. Or I, I like, I knew I wasn't going to remember to ask you as soon as we stopped recording and talked for three hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask. Pacing doesn't matter. Transitions don't matter. Segways don't matter. None of this is real. Um, it's really not. 
I got some theories. Like like a lot of fish are like aliens. It's whatever. Um, we'll save that for the summer. That's for the summer. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars. Leave a review if you're feeling so generous. Reviews are pouring in 9.7 on the Nielsen ratings. Um, thank you very much for listening. We will catch you guys in the next one. P-E-A-C-E. <laughs> Wait, P-E-A-C-E. P-E-A-C-E. Yeah, peace. I thought I spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs>